Miami kicked off their playoff series versus Milwaukee on Sunday and pulled off the unexpected as the underdog found a way to steal a win. Led by Jimmy Butler, Kevin Love, and Bam Adebayo, a total team effort with big shots down the stretch. But a Tyler Hero injury could have an impact on the rest of the series. We break down the win and more in our Game 1 recap on Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked on Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Vermill. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Recording this after the Heat go into Milwaukee and beat. The top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks, 130-117. to 117. They steal game one. Jimmy Butler with 35 points and 11 assists. Bam Adebayo stepping up with 22 points in the heat. Shot 60% from three-point range. But the big story here, David, is the injuries. Giannis exiting after 11 minutes with a lower back injury. Tally Hero breaking his right hand in the second quarter. Hero's postseason is probably over. Uh, and Giannis's status is still TBD. Getting a report, Mike Boonholz of the Bucks coach saying that Giannis is quote unquote clear after X-rays. The team's going to monitor his status over the next few days. Game two is on Wednesday. But before we get to Giannis and the impact of that injury, the impact of Tyler Hero's injury on the rest of the series, David, can we chalk up this game one win for the Miami Heat to Giannis getting hurt after 11 minutes uh, of him playing? Or is there more to glean from this Miami win? I think it was a total effort. Miami was down 4-2 with about a, a couple minutes into the game, and they controlled the rest of the pace from that point on. And I know it's a lot easier to do so without Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not a knock on, on him whatsoever, but I, I think that they were also winning the game by double digits when he exited the game. And although he was a little uncomfortable, he was trying to fight through that fluke injury. He fell as Kevin Love tried to draw a charge, and Giannis was up in the air kind of made contact and then fell awkwardly onto his back. And yet, I think Miami had a pretty solid game plan overall. Jimmy Butler attacking early on, being aggressive, kicking it out eventually to three-point shooters who knocked it down. Again, you pointed out the 60% three-point rate. That's not something that's likely to be duplicated. That is as, as good as Miami has shot all season. That's probably their season high, I would imagine, by a pretty fair amount. And yet, I think they still did everything that they were supposed to do. They played defense. They understood the moment. All the things that we had questioned about this particular team, whether or not they had a sense of urgency, well, that was completely on display in this game one. I, I Even when Milwaukee, led by Chris Middleton, who had a phenomenal game in Giannis's absence, they closed the gap to two, mostly because of Middleton having some incredible shots. And then... Miami seemed to understand, okay, we cannot let this game slide. This is too good an opportunity to steal a win in Milwaukee. We might not get as good a chance on the road as this one. And they understood it. And then everybody wound up playing their role perfectly, whether it was Jimmy hitting a big shot or Bam finally getting it going in the restricted area or, you know, Gabe Vincent hitting from the perimeter. Kevin Love, his minutes were so impactful. I know we'll talk about him in the next segment, but I think everybody wound up stepping up playing their game. And I don't know, I can't say for certain that, you know, Giannis's, uh, you know, being absent should impacted the game or not. I, it's clear that it would have. But, you know, the, the shots that they took, 
maybe there was were have been a little bit less contested with Giannis there because he commands so much attention and certainly in transition he's very very dangerous and he attacks the rim with such ferocity. But Miami did everything they could regardless of who was out on the floor. So you have to give them credit for this. You have to. Uh, the heat, the level of urgency that they came out with um, was <laughs> was was appropriate given the stakes of this game. They knew. Hey, like the only chance that the Heat have in this series is they've got to steal one of these first two games yep. at home. Uh, when the when the Bucks are at home, in other words, and uh, they came out with with a punch. And Spo before the game kept saying like everything kind of simplified with the short turnaround, right? They didn't have a week off like the Milwaukee Bucks did to kind of scout their opponent and kind of figure it out. And and no, it was like a two day break, and they have to go out after that after an intense uh, win over the Bulls to get in yep. to the playoffs and get this number eight seed. They turn around, fly to Milwaukee. I have to take on the best team in the NBA. And I actually do think that that helped them. It simplified things. Navy it's SEALs. Like, hey, like <laughs> Navy SEALs, right? Drop us off. Let's compete. Uh, and and they acted like it. It was the same starting lineup. No no rotation changes, nothing. And it's pretty clear at this point that they're not going to go in that direction. They're going to play small. They're going to lean on their shooters. They're going to lean on guys like Max Drews and Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin uh, and Kevin Love trying to space the floor for Jimmy and for Bam. And tonight, that's exactly what happened. The fact that they shot 60% from three-point range has as much to do with Miami winning this game as Giannis only playing 11 minutes. That's fair. I know a lot of Heat fans are going to say, well, the Heat were already up when Giannis was out. They, the, uh, the Bucks were outscored by nine points in the, in the 11 minutes that Giannis did play. I don't care about that. I'm basically dismissing it. It was the second quarter when Giannis got hurt. Uh, anything could have happened for the rest of that game. Like you said, the Bucks did make another push in that second half. I could care less if the Heat were up, down, or sideways uh, when Giannis got hurt. Like, it doesn't matter to me. There was so much more game left. So, But uh, that's just the score. My big takeaway was how Miami was playing, and they were playing with that urgency. They were getting to different layers of their offense, and it's something that the coaches and the players talk about all the time when they're not so one-dimensional, when it's not just uh, Jimmy and Bam pick and roll or Jimmy post up or Tyler and Bam pick and roll and all that, when they're kind of including different parts of their offense and whether it's the corner threes for Caleb or Gabe, whether it's that pick and roll stuff, the, the uh, Bam out of bio getting to that free throw line jumper, Jimmy getting to those post ups, off ball cutting from Jimmy and Bam and Kevin Love and all these, they were incorporating all of that stuff. And that, that comes from off ball movement, good screen setting, rebounding, shot making, making the right pass, good to great shots, all that kind of coach speak stuff. That's where all that comes from. And so I thought that they came out with a, a very appropriate level of urgency yep. and that had as much to do with this heat win as probably Giannis getting hurt. Um, I, I don't think it could be overstated that the, you and I went into this game saying, how did the heat win this series? How do they win a game? They got to shoot probably better than 50% from three point range. I think we literally said that yeah. they shot 60% tonight from three point range. Giannis or no Giannis, the chances of you, of you winning a playoff game when you shoot like that 15 of 25 from distance like that, they go up exponentially. That, that goes without saying. So, um, yeah, a lot of different reasons why the Heat won this. But let's talk a little bit more about Giannis. Um, again, Mike Boonholzer saying that he's clear. The, the, the next game is Wednesday, giving uh, the Bucks and Giannis ample time to sort of recover and get back from this thing. My expectation is that Giannis does return to the series right, maybe yeah. as soon as uh, Wednesday night's game. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. With two days off, that's probably more than enough time. He'll be sore. Uh, the bigger concern for Milwaukee, and and honestly, I, I want to make this point about Giannis, and then I really just want to revel in the Heat win because so many people rode off the team, whether it was fans of the team itself and everybody else in the media, including us. We didn't think they were going to be able to steal a Run win off. here, and here they are <laughs> winning in game one in epic fashion. A career, no, I'm sorry, a franchise playoff high points 
for this team, mm. this team that has struggled offensively, they've never scored more points in an off, off you know, in any playoff game in their franchise history. Not with a big three, not with Shaquille O'Neal, not with Dwayne Wade at an MVP level. Nothing compares to tonight's outing offensively. But Giannis, he'll probably be back. The bigger thing for them to monitor is whether or not he aggravates that injury again, because that would yeah. be more impactful if he winds up missing substantial time, perhaps even missing further games down the road. He'll probably be there for games. Or if he's, or if he's limited, right? Because right. he, he first got hurt and then kind of tried to it. stay in the game and was clearly not okay. Right. Like he was a non-factor when he was out there. Took when himself he, out, he got yeah. that first hurt. And then and he had to check himself out again uh, and did not return to that game. So look, I... We'll see what happens with Giannis, right? You never really know what this what this is going to be. Again, we're recording this minutes after the final buzzer, so we have no idea what's going to happen with him. But um, the Bucks without Giannis versus a Heat team, even without Tyler Hero, is, I think, a pretty even matchup, all things considered. Because Jimmy Butler now is the best player in the series if there is no Giannis. Or if there's a very limited version of Giannis even. Now even the, the Giannis to Jimmy gap is much more narrow. Uh, Bam Adebayo, if he could uh, play and build off that that second half that he had in game one and all that's like this series becomes a lot more even. I always like Milwaukee without Giannis. It feels to me like the the DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry era Raptors. Yeah. It's like good players all across the board, but no legit superstar to kind of take them over the top. And we know how those Raptors teams kind of flamed out in the playoffs because they just didn't have that dude to go get it. Yeah. And the Heat have that dude that goes and gets it in Jimmy Butler. So this thing becomes a lot more even, especially considering now that home court advantage is basically flipped yeah. with the Heat stealing a game in Milwaukee. And look, Milwaukee, I've made this point before since the, the bubble and their first matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks have always played Miami more dangerously without Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I think a byproduct of that in that bubble series was the fact that they had the personnel, whether it was Bam Adebayo, Jay Crowder, Andre Guadalla, Jimmy Butler, to form that wall that we talked about in our preview of the series. And while, again, it wasn't as much of an issue when they were getting swept by Milwaukee last or the, the following season, 2021, this, their third matchup, without Giannis there, they get guys like Drew Holiday being more aggressive, taking more shots, and being such an offensive threat. Chris Middleton, he had a monster game. We probably don't see half that production if Giannis is out there. So there's a yin and yang there. There's a, a little give and take regarding regarding the, the absence of Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think it impacts Milwaukee. I think it also helps them to a certain degree. But you can also make the argument that a lot of the shots they wind up taking, and they wind up taking a lot of shots from beyond the perimeter, 45 if I'm not mistaken, those looks are probably a lot yeah. easier, a lot more wide open with Giannis on the floor. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks only had 46 points in the paint. The Heat had 62. That You imagine that's a lot different yeah. if Giannis is playing. Both teams shooting over 50. Like, good shot making on both sides. Like, this is – like, the the the, the Bucks only shot 24% from three-point range, but they shot 50% overall. Both teams basically shooting 50% or better yep. from the mid-range, like, long two area. I don't know that you can count on either team shooting like that. Like, that's, like, no. crazy numbers, yeah. right? Like, if you're lucky if you're shooting 40% from that, from that range. So um, – some some good shot making, some interesting kind of weird kind of quirks in this game, and obviously the injuries are the big story going forward. But um, big time performances off the bench from Kevin Love and, and others for the Miami Heat. If those can continue, could that change the way that the the Bucks approach this series going forward? We're going to tell you why that might be the case next. But first, David, tell listeners about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy, and that's basically what it is. You're just making entries there. And it's you versus the numbers. You don't have to worry about other people or, you know, what the line is or anything like that. It's just you versus those projections. 
And if you wind up winning that, then basically you've got a winning entry. It's that easy to play. You can just make an entry in 60 seconds or less. You pick two to six players. And again, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You don't compete against other people. And it's any sport you want, whether it's the NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, men's and women's college sports, Euro basket, disc golf, boxing, you name it, you'll find it at uh, um, prize picks. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. And they're currently operational in 30 states in Canada. So download the prize picks app. Or go to pricepicks.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users also get a 100% instant deposit match of up to 100 bucks with the promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit 100 bucks, Price Picks will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you 50 bucks. So don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 by downloading the Price Picks app or going to pricepicks.com today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Uh, it is a heat. Playoff win, which means it's time to get in the kitchen and whip up some credit cookies. David, it also doubles as a playoff win on my birthday. So what kind of cookies are you whipping up for this playoff win and I should have known my birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, well, man, I've got to, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, today's cookies are bittersweet chocolate chip cookies with sea like salt that. in them. You know, it's just Ooh, like it's a tang of the sea salt. <laughs> a tang of the sea, the sea salt there, but at the same time, bittersweet because of the loss of Tyler Hero, who we will talk about in the next segment. But still a really good solid cookie. Chocolate chips, you can't go wrong with those. Absolutely not, especially dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. Better than milk chocolate. I don't think that's a hot take. Um, all right, credit cookies. Got to start with Jimmy Butler. Um, there's a lot to hand out here, but yeah. let's just do the Jimmy Butler part here first, as we, as we usually do lately uh, after Heat wins. 35 points on 15 of 27 shooting, 11 assists five rebounds um he was a plus 17 in this game and it felt like it he played 43 minutes yeah. unbelievable game from him offensively defensively picking up the drew holiday assignment and limiting him uh kind of i don't know if milwaukee was unprepared for that because i felt like it kind of took them out of their actions a little because they love to run drew with pick and rolls whether it's with Giannis uh or bobby portis or brooke lopez or doing some guard wing stuff with him and Chris, like whatever like he's involved in basically all of their offense right and and has been even more so this year with, with Chris Middleton sort of in and out of their lineup. Um, and the fact that they stuck Jimmy on him defensively, I think maybe took him out of rhythm a little bit offensively. So big time two-way game uh, from Jimmy Butler. Four cookies seems about right. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, he was phenomenal. You know, I, I was a little concerned that the offense was going to go too much through Jimmy, but I think it was all within the context of the game. He didn't try to force the issue. And, more importantly, he was just really efficient offensively. Only eight trips to the free throw line, missing three of those, strangely enough. A couple of those on technicals that he wound up missing. And yet 15 of 27 from the floor, that is as good a game as you're going to get. Aggressive and attacking Brooke Lopez and kind of setting the tone because then you wind up seeing Bam do it later on. Max Struess challenged him. Caleb Martin. Gabe Vincent even wound up attacking him at one point. It's not to say that you kind of dismiss Brook Lopez. He's a phenomenal defender, but you can time it just right. He's a little slow. He, he relies on his size, as he should as a seven-footer, to block shots and impact your, you know, your looks at the rim. But if you can time it effectively, and we know that Jimmy and his incredibly high IQ will be able to figure out the right timing, he looked very comfortable and saying, oh, Brook's in my way. That's okay. I can still get my shot off over him. And he did, and he was hitting him more often than not. So really, really solid game from him. And just understanding the moment throughout the course of the game, playing 43 minutes. That's not great, but I think we're going to start to see that probably that trend is going to be more often 
going in that direction uh, throughout yeah. the rest of the playoffs. However long it lasts, Jimmy's probably going to want to play it, over 40 minutes a game. You you came into this series the, the the underdog and rightfully so. They were nine and a half point underdogs going into this game. What a, it's it's already it already feels like you know game six and seven against the Celtics in the conference finals because yeah. you have nothing to lose if you're the Heat, right? Like this is you're supposed to lose this series, so just throw everything on 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 the table, right? All cards on the table, put it all out there. Jimmy Butler, go out and play forty three minutes, and if you can beat the Bucks, who knows what happens in round two? But for now, like just do it. You can't like plan for a second round you're not supposed to get there right. so the best you could do is just try to win round one and if that's jimmy playing 43 minutes a night that's what it's going to be you wonder how much the tyler inj hero injury impacted that uh duncan robinson playing six and a half minutes off the bench starting that second half after tyler went out um so it wasn't much of a factor in that second half so you wonder if maybe jimmy ramped up his minutes a little bit more yeah um but you know and, and like you said the bucks had made that run and jimmy's in there and kind of get it making that separation at that point Whatever. We'll see what happens going forward. But four cookies seems uh, appropriate. Bam out of bio. We're going to go with two cookies for him. Yeah. Uh, box score for him. 22 points on 10 of 18 shooting. Nine rebounds. Seven assists. Um, I thought he was really good, uh, especially in that second oh, half. Yeah. It was a little bit of a slow start for him. But then he finally started to get into rhythm here, uh, finding those those opportunities at the free throw line. Brooke Lopez, to your point, again, just sort of daring just daring Bam out of to shoot. And there was one possession in the fourth quarter where Bam gets the ball. He's like right there at the three-point line, maybe a foot inside yep. the arc. And Brooke is playing like eight feet off of him, yeah. just daring him to paint. shoot. Just like, just straight up Caitlin Clarking him. And it was like, and and Bam's like, all right. And and instead of just sort of taking like a, a step or two in and taking that shot right around that free throw line like he likes to get to, actually sort of backs up and then gets a running start and then exactly and so the they exact get to the spot. spot in rhythm yeah. sort of like a pick and pop right for him and and then just drains the shot and brooke lopez is like all right and i don't know like we this isn't new this is how brooke lopez always guards bam Adebayo. he has for the four games his teams have played this season and even before that but bam has developed that jumper it's a real weapon i don't know it depending on how long this series goes and how long and how much bam could take advantage of that drop coverage you do wonder if brooke lopez is going and the milwaukee bucks are going to adjust but mike Budenholzer, as we know does not adjust. He kind of just sticks with his plan for better or worse. And look, he's won a championship that way. He's got the best player in the world in Giannis, and it, or at least did for 11 minutes in this game. So you can sometimes afford to do that. And it, like I said, it worked out. They won a championship two years ago to, by doing just this. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if those opportunities are there this whole series and, and how Bam takes advantage oh, of it. I think he did in the second half. I think they will be. And I think we're going to start to see Bam build off of the momentum from today's game. I, I think we're going to hmm. see a more aggressive version of him in game two, especially with the understanding that Tyler's not going to be available. So he knows what's at stake more. Like you can, I could see Good Bam point. probably deferring more saying, well, maybe, you know, even if my shot's not going early on, I know somebody's going to step up a, a gifted scorer, a bucket getter like Tyler, Jimmy's going to do his thing, Kevin, et cetera. Everybody's going to wind up finding their scoring. And then he could just kind of do what he does best, kind of just go into the shadows and impact the game offensively i mean defensively um forcing turnovers doing so many different sure. things as a playmaker not necessarily scoring but he understood it he, he he made the shift in game and 17 points in the second half that's not that's not something you can just easily dismiss you know the fact that he was oh, understanding that 11 points in the third quarter again when when they were looking to continue to build off that lead when they were looking to counter chris middleton as he was catching fire right there like he did everything possible and he saw the spacing between him and Lopez and he said, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of it. 
And I think we're going to start to see that more often. I would say what we saw from him in the first half is not something that we're likely to see throughout the rest of this playoff series. I, 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 you think it'll be more like the second Absolutely. Half. I think he's going to be a much more He will need that. Yes. And they, they need it. I think he understands uh, it. And I think that's what we're going to see moving forward. And a big part of it was Gabe Vincent. So, bam, I don't know. Uh, two cookies to him. Yeah. Uh, we're going to give two cookies to Gabe Vincent as well. He was a big part of helping unleash Bam because with Tyler Hero out, they couldn't really get, they obviously could not get to the Tyler Hero Bam out of bio pick and roll. They've developed so much chemistry over the course of this regular season. But Gabe Vincent steps in. Yep. He plays 33 minutes in this game, 15 points on six shots, six assists to ter- two turnovers, which is a phenomenal, that's like a Chris Paul ratio almost. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, he was phenomenal and specifically in that fourth quarter, Nine points. getting those side pick and rolls and those pocket passes to Bam, setting up Bam when it wasn't just Bam backpedaling and then rolling into Brooke Lopez uh, in isolation. Gabe Vincent creating those pick and roll opportunities and getting Bam involved with that pocket pass again was huge. It was in rhythm. He set up Bam. There's a reason, I guess, that Gabe Vincent is Bam Adebayo's best friend on the team. Hmm. They looked like they had that chemistry tonight, man. Like, he was awesome. He was absolutely awesome. Two credit cookies to him. And that was after picking up early fouls and I thought maybe he'd be limited and Caleb Martin going in for yeah, Gaber in early in the game. And yeah. And, and I thought, oh, okay, well, we're going to see a bad Gabe game and he made the change as well. Like this is what's part. I mean, if there's a big takeaway from all this outside of everything we've also talked about, it's the fact that Miami understood what was happening over the course of the game and responding in a way that they have not regularly done during the season itself. Mm-hmm. Like we saw them falter against the Hawks, even though they wound up making their comeback and then kind of just giving up at the end. They understood what was at stake. They took advantage of every opportunity, whether it was Gabe, Bam, or somebody else. And, and that's what's really impressive about tonight's win. We got two more cookies to give out. We're going to give one to Caleb Martin. Yeah. Um, 15 points off the bench on five of seven shooting. He was involved on the boards. Three rebounds. Doesn't look like a lot, but he was fighting. He was contesting. He was mucking things up in the paint. Yeah. Uh, so his impact was felt in, in a typical Caleb Martin way. And then one to Kevin Love, uh, who we need to talk about a little bit more. Yes. 23 minutes for Kevin Love off the bench, Fantastic 18 game. points, 4 of 7 from three-point range. And then maybe the most important series uh, uh, play in the series, injuring Giannis. Oh, and so oh. you don't want to give him a cookie for that. No. But if, look, no, let's, let's, if let's focus on the charges. It's going to be because okay. – Let's focus okay, on the charges he took there. Just, and I think that's – it's like a, a legitimate weapon for Also, him. he got screwed on that. He did. He gets, they called that a defensive uh, – they called that a defensive uh, foul on him. Oh, again, the Giannis, Giannis injury? Yeah, he was he was moving a little bit. He was sliding a little. Bit. Okay. He was sliding. He, he's kind of slid into Giannis, which is kind of what you know why he went ass over tea kettle there. No, no pun intended. But uh, I think he was just really impactful. And, and I know I've said that about a couple of different players because it's true. It was a total team effort. He said that in the uh, Bally's broadcast after the game, how much he was impressed by how everybody wound up playing their role so well and stepping up. He was a guy who did it as well, like hitting those shots. Something that we have not seen from him, but he looked comfortable doing so. Putting the ball down on the floor, making plays, finding the right you know cutter, finding somebody open from the perimeter, and doing a pretty good job defensively. And on the boards, right. he was a monster. With Brook Lopez, despite the size advantage that's clearly in Brook's favor, he's not very mobile. And I think Lopez, I'm sorry, Love, as good a defender, a positional defender as he is, did a pretty good job of just bodying up. He did a pretty good job on Bobby Portis as well, who was a huge X factor in Milwaukee's favor. Uh, I think it was just yeah. such a really, really good game from him because every time he was out there, it seemed like he was able to push Miami's lead a little bit more, give them a little bit more of a cushion, whether it was a big rebound or a big play or a big shot. There were different moments throughout the course of the game that Love, Love really wound up stepping up. I was a little surprised, honestly, 
that we didn't see more late in the fourth quarter. I know that's not part of Spo's normal rotation, but given how great he was in the minutes, there was he did a play, few minutes there though when with Bam and Kevin on the, oh, on the yeah. floor together, and I I like those lineups quite Absolutely. a bit. Uh, to your point, Kevin Love was a plus five in terms of pushing Miami's lead in the minutes that he was in there. And I just do wonder how this changes the series going forward if Kevin Love is able to have this because they were giving him those three point shots, four of seven from three point range. And it was similar to the way that they were defending Bam. You know, Bam's going to try to get into that 15-foot range. But in that drop coverage, that three-pointer is going to be there for Kevin Love too, right? When he's going up against Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis is going to drop. Brooke Lopez is going to drop. Uh, when they run Kevin in, in pick and pops with, with somebody like Jimmy Butler, both defenders are basically going with Jimmy. They The, the Bucs did a uh, – they their, their plan was to take away the paint from Jimmy Butler. It did not work with Jimmy Butler getting 35 points. So, you know, you wonder – how Milwaukee is going to adjust going forward. But I, I would be surprised if Mike Boonholzer said the guy that we need to take away is, is Bam's outside jumper mm -hmm. and Kevin loves three point shooting. And we're actually going to let Jimmy get to the paint. Like I would be very shocked if that was the game plan, you know what I mean? And so these things are going to be there going forward. I think for Kevin love, they there's ways to kind of play it in between a little bit more. They were sort of aggressively playing off of Kevin love yeah. and Bam Adebayo to what we were talking about earlier. You could tighten that up a little bit and still try to take stuff away from Jimmy and Bam getting to the basket. But um, if they're going to be this aggressive, that's going to be there. And if and Kevin Love having this kind of game in game one, it's a get right game. It's a confidence game. The yeah. Heat franchise high, like you said, in, in points scored overall. Um, again, you don't want to say just because of what it's one playoff game. The game two right. is going to be a lot different than game one. That's just the way the playoffs work. Uh, but if you're the Miami Heat. There's definitely things you feel good about uh, off this game and, and things that you're hoping to build off of going into game two. Um, can the Heat win another game this series without Tyler Hero? Hmm. We'll talk about that next. But first, David, tell listeners about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Built. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. What you need to try is Built. You know, if you're looking for a healthy snack choice but you don't want to compromise taste, then the best thing for you, again, is Built Bars. Healthy, and they taste amazing. They're just so good for you, and they taste great. And what's the secret? Well, they're 100% covered in real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, and so many more. I don't know how they do it. Uh, you know, it's just amazing macros, and at the same time, they just got everything you're looking for in a protein bar, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now... You don't need a way to get a box anymore. For years, we've been telling you, go to Built.com. You can still do that. But now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get your specialty flavors. Well, you know, get those at Built.com. Go to your nearest Walmart. Go to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars, whether it's cookies and cream or double chocolate bar. or I'm sure they have so many others I can't even remember right now. Coconut puff. But if you're close to a Sam's Club, you can run and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. So many great options, but go to built.com or grab your box at your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today. Thanks again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow, we will be back with a more in-depth breakdown of what went right for the Miami Heat and what they could do against the Milwaukee Bucks going forward in the series and updates on Giannis and Tyler Hero as well. Also, you can reach Locked On Heat, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us, lockedonheat at gmail.com. Thank you to everybody who wrote in questions on Twitter oh, using the hashtag AskLOE. Quick programming note, I mean, we should say, of course, we're going to be providing recaps after every game. For as long as Miami's playoff run goes, we'll both be yes. at the games on Saturday and Monday at the Kaseya Center. So expect recaps right after the final buzzer on those games. Yep. 
And of course, we'll be there for away games as well and and filling content in between. So if you're looking for great playoff coverage, this is the place to do it. Not just weekdays in the playoffs, right? We're on that playoff schedule. All hands on deck. Right. 48 minutes. Let's go. That's We're right. doing weekends too. No injuries allowed. Um, next man up. <laughs> next man up, I'm sure. Even if I break my son can step If I up. break my right hand, I'll be on the podcast. Uh, Ivan writes in using the hashtag Ask Heat. Who should they start in place of Tyler Hero? So the Heat went with Duncan Robinson on short notice. Yeah. Obviously, Tyler Hero doesn't come back in the game. X-rays, broken hand. Spo goes with Duncan Robinson. I think that was... That was sort of my guess was where he was going to go. Yeah. If you look at what it is that the Heat were trying to accomplish in this game, they're not trying to match up with size. They're not even really trying to match up defensively with, with the Milwaukee Bucks. They basically said, to win this series, we got to shoot 60% from three-point range. So let's just put our shooters out there. And they went ahead with Duncan Robinson, but obviously the other option would have been Victor Oladipo. They could have even went with Caleb Martin because we did see some uh, – he's been primarily on the wing. We even saw some minutes with him at two guard yeah. in this game, at different pockets of this game. But um, they went with Duncan Robinson. Six and a half minutes, made a three-pointer, defensively wasn't great. The Heat were outscored by five when he was on the court. Obviously not on all of Duncan, all, yeah. on, on him completely. Yeah. But uh, do you think we see Duncan Robinson start in, in game two? Or do you think that maybe they go in a different direction and, yeah. and maybe go with Victor Oladipo? No, I don't think Oladipo plays. If he didn't play today, I don't see him getting minutes at any other point. And I know that... He is definitely. Unless there's more injuries. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, that's definitely at this stage, uh, he's an emergency break glass kind of situation there. And he's going to go out there basically for his defense as well. He's, his offense is so erratic. And as we've mentioned many times on the show, unfortunately, he does wind up playing outside of Miami's flow and system to a certain degree, freelancing, looking for his opportunities. It works sometimes, and most of the times it doesn't. And so it could wind up derailing everything that Miami is looking to accomplish in terms of getting the right looks, getting the right shooters open, et cetera. So I don't think he's going to get minutes. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Duncan do it, but I think it's going to be like one of two changes. Like you're going to have to tweak the line. You can't have him and Max out there at the same time. I don't think that's going to work. So I wouldn't, I don't know if, if love is the right option either. I would say maybe Caleb and Duncan replacing Max. The other option is... You play Kyle Lowry and Gabe Vincent yeah, together. Yeah, I thought about that. that. There's but I, lots I mean, of different options. Really, None of them great. You know, there's nobody who slides they, in immediately and does exactly what Tyler does. I I could see Duncan doing it just because he provides that floor spacing and and that's a legit threat. I think the Bucks fully aware of what Duncan's capable because he's he's shot. You know, he's had big games against them in the past, and so you want that floor spacing ability. But what he gives up defensively and between him and Max together, not ideal. My guess would be Duncan Robinson only because that's what they did in the second half. Um, but that's also within and, the course of the game, too. Like, I don't know that he with a couple days to plan it out a little bit better. That's your guess. Is it Duncan stays in the starting lineup? I just don't know what the other option is. I, no, I'm with you not. on Victor Oladipo. I don't think that he's I don't think Spolstra is comfortable enough to start Victor Oladipo on the TNT broadcast. Reggie Miller was basically like, I don't understand why they started. Pacers Robinson. love. You've got Victor Oladipo on That's the bench. Pacers love. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's Pacers love. It's also not paying attention for three years and sure. in, in the heat not being on national TV. Maybe a little bit of that. Right. Um, but I don't think you can go Oladipo to start games. No. He's not a good enough shooter. No. You need to be able to take advantage of that drop coverage and what it is that the Bucks are going to give you. And Duncan Robinson's the best player available for that. I, I think that they want to keep Caleb coming off the bench. They've been really adamant about keeping Kyle Lowry off the bench because you're able to manage his minutes. He only played 18 and a half minutes tonight. Um, so I, 
I don't know that Duncan Robinson is the right answer, but he might be the best one at this point, especially if you want to keep that that bench trio of Caleb Morton, Kyle Lowry, and Kevin Love in place, yeah. which has been so effective for them. Right. Like that has been such a big uh, strength of theirs since they kind of got to that part of the rotation. And especially in game one, if you're trying to sort of recreate that and maintain balance against what is still a very deep Milwaukee team, even if Giannis is is out the way that he was in that second half, it's it's a it's a team with Joe Ingles, Bobby Portis, Wesley Matthews, Javon Carter, Jay Crowder. Like all those guys are coming off their bench, you know. And so you've got to be able to maintain some of that uh, balance throughout the, the course of the game. And so I think that Duncan Robinson makes a lot of sense. There's chemistry with him and Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more playmaking now, I guess, on on Jimmy and Bam and. If Gabe can sort of recreate what he was doing in that fourth quarter, he can obviously pick up some of the slack without Tyler Hero. But uh, Duncan Robinson might be the best option, especially if you're looking at the only path to beating the Bucks, which is shooting like you did tonight or close to right. it. Duncan Robinson gives you a better chance than Caleb Martin, a better chance certainly than Victor Oladipo, and probably a better chance even than Kyle Lowry uh, of sort of trying to recreate tonight's shooting performance. So I think it's Duncan. I, I agree. I I you know, the positives of what Duncan does in terms of what you just laid out and, and his floor spacing and everything else like that, you, you, I think that's why he will get more minutes. And I, I just, I don't think it's, uh, defensively, if he winds up getting into foul trouble, well, you know, you took a chance, did it work out? It's not that big a deal. But if he winds up contributing offensively, again, just drawing guys away, creating those open floor lanes to the rim for Jimmy mm-hmm. and or Bam, like those things are a far outweigh whatever problems he might have, even if he's not wind up, you know, does not wind you, up hitting his three point shots. And I guess if you're the Heat, you hope that Giannis is a little bit limited with this lower right. back injury because that's the other problem is if if Duncan Robinson and Max Schroes are in that, and even Gabe Vincent, I mean, it's it's Giannis for God's sakes. Like anybody that's a little bit uh, that's smaller than him, he's going to go after. Yeah. It gives them a lot of soft spots to sort of attack, but that was still the case with Tyler Hero. I think Hero's a better defender. Tyler was lost is, but it trying to cover Grayson Allen. I think Duncan can do yeah, as good a job a as Tyson is. Yeah, so I, I don't see why he wouldn't be that problematic. And, you know, can all and especially against Giannis again. Like, to, to Giannis, like, the difference between Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson is, like, a fly versus a mosquito in front of him. It doesn't matter. That's pretty like, big. It's just, like, it's, a huge difference. It's Giannis, uh, I guess. Uh, this not, last question comes from uh, Gilbert M. At Gilbert M. Oh. Writes him. Let's say Giannis returns the next game. Can the Heat at least put up a fight for the rest of the series, even without Tyler Hero? We sort of answered this question a little bit already, yeah. but let's say Giannis comes back. He's there game two Wednesday night. Do you think the Heat could put up a fight this series, uh, considering that Tyler Hero's postseason is is, is over? Absolutely. I, I don't think that this team, and okay, I'll hedge that bet a little bit by saying that I, this team has been so hard to predict, but they showed enough today to at least be encouraging for a one game situation here where I think they understand the sense of urgency, everything that's at stake, so many different off the court factors that they really, they played so well and and just showed the kind of integrity that we expected this team to have all season long. And so I, I think they're going to go in there looking to create an obvious edge, you know, a a one game edge is not enough. If you could go up two games, that's, that's as much of a cushion as you're gonna get. Like, yeah, they could. And then you come home for two games. You're protecting a sweep, David. No, God, no, <laughs> nothing like that. But I mean, I, I could see a game to win a lot more easily than I I did two days ago, just because of the the, the nature of how they play today. And regardless of the Yana situation, I think you can do enough to kind of counter what he does, and you lean into the offense as they have over the last ten games of the regular season. You do enough. You get the right players to hit shots at the right moments, and if they step up and play their roles as effectively as they did today, 
I could see a a way of winning not just game two, but another game in the series for sure. Yeah, I even despite this win, and it's a fun win, and it's great to talk about, and I'm having a great time right now. Um, but I still don't expect the Heat to win this series. I think that would still be a little crazy, uh, especially with Tyler Hero getting hurt. Like that's a big loss. No, no, you know, no. it's not as big. If you told me before the series, hey, you get to trade Giannis and Tyler Hero, both of them are out of the lineup. Would you take it? And you said, yeah. But Tyler Hero is going to be done, and it sounds like Giannis could be back for Wednesday night, so that's not necessarily the case for this series. I trust Giannis to get this thing done. You know, back injury or not, he's one of the greats for a reason, right? These guys just tend to get it done. Um, so we'll see what happens. Can the Heat, to, to the question, can the Heat put up a fight? Yeah, can they put up a fight? I always expected them to put up a fight. I just don't expect them to win. It was the questionable. Series, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was questionable, though. I mean, there were moments throughout the regular season, certainly, where we're like, oh, does this team – have I mean, this is a team that just lost to the Hawks and gotten flatly embarrassed and got out rebounded by a bazillion right. against them. So it, uh, that could happen. Like that same thing can happen against Milwaukee. They're still huge with or without Giannis. So, and look, they shoot sixty percent from three point range. Is there a regression coming in game two where they shoot twelve percent? You know, like that's very possible. There's that version of the Heat exists yes. more often than this version of the Heat does, right? And so, if you think about what you expect from this group. That to me is more of expectation than shooting 60%, 50%, 40% from three point range, right? Yeah. And so, um, but we'll see, right? Like, this is this was the game plan, right? You're not going to beat Milwaukee at their own game. This is why they never were going to size up with Kevin Love and Bam Adebayo again. They were never going to go in that route because you can't beat Milwaukee at what they do. You can only hope to beat Milwaukee by doing it this way. Right. And I think they're going to continue to try to do it this way. And that's the only route. It's not the it's not ideal. It's not a guarantee. It's not even, they're not even the favorites and they should not be. But if there's a narrow path to winning this series, that's what it's going to be. Um, I think they'll put up a fight. It's Jimmy. It's Bam. The Bucks don't want to play the Miami Heat. They're physical. They're going to, they're going to throw elbows. They're going to bruise you just like we already saw in game one. Like this is the expectation is that when you play the Miami Heat, you're probably going to come away injured in some way, shape, or form. Right. And so you've got that going for you if you're the Miami Heat. But yeah, can they put up a fight? The answer is yes. Do I expect them to win this series? No, but it's a good win in game one. Uh, and it does change things quite a bit. The game one win, obviously stealing home court, changes things. And then the Giannis injury, which we'll monitor going forward, obviously changes things. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, we'll be covering this series from now until the end of it and however long it goes. In-depth previews interviews, recaps after every game of this series. We've got it all here at Locked on Heat. Thanks again for making us your first listen every day. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Heat on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Every day is we are going to be back tomorrow with a brand new show, breaking down everything in greater detail and in more depth here on Locked on Heat. David, thanks for joining me. You got it. And uh, feel better, Tyler.